it is not Leah Thomas's fault for competing in women's swimming. Leah Thomas followed the rules set by the NCAA. There is an argument which is being made that with a trans female being part of the sport, there is a certain disadvantage being created. For the rest, which again, like, is not completely untrue, but within the legal boundaries, everything seems to become an issue when the other person starts winning, right? So, are we just being salty about the fact? The Women's World Cup also recently concluded. Congratulations to Australia. That's 12 ICC trophies out of 19 now. Where do you see women's sport going now? That's the point. Like the conversation around women's sport is just—it's it's women's sport. Like no, it's sport. It's, you are if you are playing a World Cup, it has to be. You have to mention it's a World Cup event. It's not a women's World Cup event. I think the the WNBA has also been a great push in that sense. I know it's the WNBA, but it's created its own identity and it's created its own market. Which is why the UFC never falls short. A title fight is a title fight irrespective of who's fighting. If Valentina's fighting, she's fighting at best second last in that PPA. Hey everyone, welcome back to an all-new episode of All About Sports, the podcast, a sports podcast weekly for the fans, by the fans. Joining me today is Aniket. Hi guys. And I'm your second host for today, Mazhar. And just before we deep dive into this week's episode, just a quick reminder of what we covered last week. So last week, it was just Rishabh and Rishabh just went into this frenzy of discussing the IPL and made his predictions. Frankly, I generally disagree with Krishnan's predictions and more more often than not, he's wrong. So I wouldn't necessarily bet on any of his predictions, but I did agree with his top four. So do check out that episode. Fun fact, he didn't pick his Chennai Super Kings in it for all those who have tuned into our previous episodes. Now, this week, we'll be moving away from cricket. We'll be discussing sport in general and more so regarding women's sport and the reason for that is given the recent controversy around transgenders in sport especially leah thomas the transgender swimmer for those who don't know leah thomas was basically william thomas before swam in the ncaa as a man and then decided to take part in women's swimming and now let's be very clear it is not leah thomas's fault for competing in women's swimming leah thomas followed the rules set by the ncaa around the time period for which leah thomas has to stay out of competition which was originally 36 months but was brought down to 18 months which meant that leah thomas could take part in the ncaa championships ended up winning the 200 and 500 yard freestyles and also did extremely well in 1650, which obviously raised eyebrows given that Leah Thomas won by more than a second in the 500 yard freestyle has beaten Olympic medalists as well in the women's criteria. So that's been the major talking point and issue that people have had with Leah Thomas and in general with transgenders being a part of female sport. So 
just around that, we're going to be discussing how, how has women's sport been impacted and, and not necessarily just to do with transgenders, just in general, where has it come, how far it's come. Also recently, let's not forget, we had discussed this in a few, in a, in a, I think a couple of episodes back where we discussed how the U.S. women's soccer team ended up suing US, the U.S. Soccer Federation for gender discrimination in terms of pay. Equal pay still does not exist. However, they've won that case and they got uh, they were awarded a sum of what $24 million, if I'm not wrong. So there's been this challenge in terms of women's sport over the years and it continues to be a challenge and that's what we'll be covering today. Gui, I'm going to come to you immediately. Firstly, your thoughts on Leah Thomas being allowed to participate and just then where do you see women's sport going from here given the transgenders being allowed to take part in several other sports and tournaments? So I think to reiterate what you said, there was no rule breaking here. That's the first thing everyone should note before they form an opinion, before they start reading anything about this, is that it was all done within the boundary set by the NCAA, which is the competition which we're speaking of over here. Right? Coming to what I feel about it is uh, there are a few different takes right, to this. Like one is the basic dignity take. Like, why would you bring this up in a conversation if it is legal to take part? You don't need to mention it right now. Uh, we are basically salty about the fact that someone else is in. That's that's one take. The other one is an an argument which could be made is that there are certain. Uh, genetic build-ups which you cannot uh, I mean which you're not accounting for when you're looking at this right like I mean have, have you seen the wingspan of a basketball player like you have to be basically there are certain genetic gifts which are associated with the sport right and then there are certain genetic gifts which are associated with uh, gender also like where I mean just naturally the wingspan of um, six foot tall male would be slightly different as opposed to a female of who a female who's six feet tall. This could be differences in uh, like, you know, waist weight, shape, form. There are a lot of things which would uh, help you uh, help your athletic performance, which are, I mean, again, super technical stuff, which is not very easy to break down, but yes, it could lead to advantages or disadvantages in your athletic performance. So there is an argument which is being made that, you know, uh, with a trans female being part of the sport, there is a certain disadvantage being created for the rest, which again, like is not completely untrue. It's not completely untrue, but again, within the legal boundaries. So are we just being salty about the fact? Again, something which is very interesting, which was mentioned by you only, is that everything seems to become an issue 
when the other person starts winning right like you only time you complain about this is when the winning if if an individual isn't winning you're not complaining about whether they are tall short forget i mean you're not it's not even a consider it's not a conversation as long as they're not in the winners bracket right if if leah thomas leah thomas was losing every race would would you care the answer is probably not like okay at, at that point it becomes a conversation about okay wow this is inclusivity yeah all 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 the all the good good stuff but again issues arise only when uh, there is this exactly skewed uh, result right again i say apparently skewed because all within the legal norms of the competition so two very different ways to look at it i don't really know how to break it down but so the one sound argument that i heard was around how it's around the testosterone right like so obviously a man typically will have more testosterone than a woman and what happens and the thing is when you grow up pre puberty is fine like there can be equal competition between a uh, a boy and a girl but it's when puberty hits is when you start suddenly start to see that massive difference because of estrogen and testosterone obviously taking their own path now the argument i got on that was in a case of a transgender like leah thomas i hate to bring up leah thomas as a case because i don't think that's the best case we've seen failures in terms of transgenders as well in sport of course leah thomas deserves a lot of credit is a talented swimmer no doubt but you talk about someone who was ranked 540 54th or something like that to becoming the leading swimmer in a different when the moment the person changes gender and participates it makes you really think about like how much of a role testosterone plays because at the end of the day testosterone is a banned substance right like you can't inject yourself with extra testosterone this becomes more like a natural performance enhancing drug because obviously lia has naturally has more testosterone no matter what reductions you do the training is different puberty hit differently growth hormones are different everything is just so different so so from a science standpoint it made it like a questionable case for whether transgender should be allowed trans female athlete should be allowed to take part against females again gui it's never a case where it's question when when a female person changes to a male because again they won't be winning in most cases and world rugby has banned trans genders from participation claiming sa- safety reasons so basically uh, what so they were saying that like trans females sorry females who want to be trans males cannot take part because of safety reasons and it doesn't work the other way also because of safety reasons so uh, they've made those claims and they excluded it so each sport and each body and organization has their own takes on this so i think that's something that and i i like what a, one of my professors at university said he said 
no one wins in this case it's just such a murky scenario to be in yeah. and i must say i agree with him there's it, it is a it is a lose lose like no one's going to be happy i definitely understand that transgenders have a right to participate in professional sport but it's just that how can they be included where it's equal footing and all of all of that comes into question they are planning and i i heard an interesting recommendation i want your thoughts on this before we then delve into the other aspects of women's sport was have a general or open criteria and then you have a female criteria now the red flag that i raised in this point was the thing is trans females want to be associated as females and they want to participate as women so making this demarcation again takes away from their beliefs or rights i've heard another flip side of an opinion which i can't share on an open forum but i'll definitely bring up whoever wants and whoever's listening you want to have this discussion feel free to reach out to us uh, dm us on instagram any of us and we can discuss that but gui what what do you think about this suggestion again doesn't doesn't work right like the you you're just basically saying that okay you convert you can you just fundamentally opposing what is a very big life change which someone has opted for right you're just saying that okay this does, we can't make this work in sports is what you're saying when the moment you do an open category versus i mean what the suggestion was the the point is you already said it i think i've said it in a line and don't think that it needs more elaboration is the fact that you are just fundamentally opposing the entire idea you're saying like no it, this 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 entire thing which you've done for your for your whole life all right where you would put down like this works for every aspect except for sports is what i say which is which i i don't really see is like a solid way to justify the whole thing yeah also i think the at this point the transgenders who are professionals or elite athletes are so low like the percentage yeah. is so low so i think i mean it's it seems extremely it seems like a drastic step to take to just you know lead to exclusion and to take just lia thomas as an example and then ban all athletes i don't know it's just for me right now i just think there's not enough of evidence or enough of participation from the transgender community in general for us to takes make such take such drastic measures and make such decisions at this point anyway let's get into women's sport the classical women's sport now mentioned i mentioned the us women's team all of that we've already discussed equal pay and ge- gender disparity and how that exists the the entire masculine culture that exists in sport so on and so forth kui where do you see women's sport going now we saw the the incredible attendance for barcelona 91000 was it in terms of attendance the highest ever recorded in a match when it was barcelona versus real madrid women's do you see this just being one offs 
the women's world cup also recently concluded before you get into it gui congratulations to australia that's 12 icc trophies out of 19 now seven odi uh, world cup wins unbelievable unbeaten in the tournament ellie uh, so alisa healy 170 if i'm not wrong gui your thoughts on that and then obviously just take over and t- discuss where do you oh. think women's sport is going i mean that that uh, australian uh, women's cricket team just is on a different level right and they have been for very long uh, so many congratulations to them coming to like to your broader question like things like the 91000 attendance uh, spectacular like but again does the north london derby get that attendance will the manchester uh, derby get that attendance the answer is no right it's also a promotion thing like uh, i i follow a lot of i mean i am part of subset of twitter followers which follow uh, women's football right so the uh, one of the debates was just that the fact that uh, clubs in england don't push as hard all right there isn't enough promotion like the uh, what is it uefa women's champions league uh, quarter finals are uh, were taking place right the second leg was in the previous week and it just didn't seem to get that much uh, of a push from the respective clubs that you know the women's team is playing a champions league quarter final like i mean the men's team were to play a champions league quarter final it's, it's berserk right the entire week is just that there are there are two three days of uh, uh, the social media handles promoting the event and then two days after that you will have bench cam and all access areas you will have god knows what not board the manager ate this morning the, the everything you, <laughs> you have all sorts of things where uh, i mean unnecessary information but that's the point right that's how you build up well the following that there are certain aspects around it uh, which you need to hype up to ensure that people are glued on from basically monday to wednesday or thursday whenever your games are so i would i don't want to say one offs because there is like a very good identified contingent for a lot of these sides uh, dedicated fan following which travels which goes to games uh, vocal online as uh, you know as vehement in losses as they are when the men's team loses but then again we are enough we are in an era where we need to push this in the same manner as we push our male athletes events right which is where the ufc never falls short like a title fight is a title fight irrespective of who's fighting right they they've never differentiated saying that you know this this is like the women's bracket men's bracket nothing like that if uh, valentina is fighting she is fighting at best second last in that pp she is not fighting in the beginning of that pp event because that's it's a title fight we're, we're selling it as a title fight there are two title fights if, trust me if there uh, i mean nothing short of second last right she's not she or even uh, amanda nunes they're not fighting any like it, it can't even be the third last uh, fight it's it's second last or last which is which is because i've never heard that um, there's no undercurrent in that conversation right that this is a women's title fight it's a title fight 
which is what you would want like which is where you need to push all your conversations in sports right it again arsenal women are playing tottenham women which is fine all right because here you have a men's team also but you don't need to again and again emphasize that well women's team versus women's team okay so you have to write it because you have to write it but then again like some of these matches are they are intentionally pushing these matches in the main stadiums like a few matches at the emirates a few matches at old trafford a few matches at the etihad which is a great thing but this has to get more and more consistent provided it actually works right again shubham's not on the podcast so i'll say it like they have to draw in enough eyes for it to happen at these stadiums similar conversation around cricket also as as loved cricket is in india i don't think like the ipl will get more attention which should not be the case considering it's a world cup <laughs> again even in the previous world cup i don't think people started watching until we were in the semis which which then is which i believe is a marketing push right you need to you need to convince people that you know this is important you have to watch this this is like the pinnacle of of women's cricket and it's bigger than the ipl if you ask me and it should be like importance wise it is bigger than the ipl for sure okay doesn't might not bring enough money in but that's the point like the conversation around women's sport is this it's, it's women's sport like no it's sport it's you are if you are playing a world cup it has to be you have to mention it's a world cup event it's not a women's world cup event so again you have like everyone needs to take notes from the ufc with regards to this i agree goi i think you hit the nail on the head with the entire explanation think sport in general has like i said this masculine culture associated with it and till that mindset doesn't change it's going to take time for things to change the ufc is a great example that's so true the best fighters get the ppvs the best fighters get the headlines doesn't matter so if it's valentina versus let's say some guy who's ranked fourth or fifth in the men's draw valentina is going to be the headliner and i think it's not just ufc i think a, i think in general combat sports not actually yeah boxing doesn't get that so it's it's crazy how the ufc gets so much wrong but they get one these few things absolutely spot on i think the the wnba has also been a great push in that sense because i know it's the wnba women's nba but it's created its own identity and it's created its own market in a lot of ways and credit to the nba players association obviously yeah. the late kobe bryant as well in being advocates for women's sport and saying that listen it's not acceptable to just watch male sport and what made a difference was them going and attending every single game that was there and then talking about it sharing it on social media sports centers been pushing it i think american sport in general has now slowly started doing that even the us women's winning that case was somewhat of a step yes equal pay hasn't come yet should be there given how strong the us are in soccer but i don't know i think culture still needs to change and till culture doesn't change i think we are far ways from it just final thoughts goi in terms of 
women's sport like you mentioned the world cup right do you think if they just did away with the name of women's attached to it do you think that mentally and subconsciously that would make a difference in terms of view viewership for the generation z that is coming up because they are so woke and so well aware of everything do you think that that will probably make a difference because there's less inclination towards watching sport in general now people watch sport as entertainment rather than like this irrational way of watching it like we have grown up watching sport uh, in terms of loyalties and in terms of understanding how like now there are people who support barca and madrid that just that sounds absurd but it's because they like the way both teams may play for example so where do you think women's sport will do you think that this change in terms of the tonalities and the terming will make that difference and see women's sport really rising up definitely like it's one of the things which should happen because it's something which okay for it to naturally happen someone is to you need to forcefully remove or it's basically when you have to unlearn wrong things it's that right so you have to forcefully unlearn something which is i mean before someone naturally adopts it you need to forcefully unwind all all the impact of all the incorrect behavior right like okay, incorrect behavior is taking it too far but like the the incorrect you got my point equality uh, is important basically the tonality is very important like the way okay, which why why does why do some statements hurt more than the others because someone said it in a mean way right that's i mean so the moment you intentionally are adding or rather removing a certain tag you could be adding importance to it or you could be taking something away when you are adding a certain word to it so uh, tonality change is certainly required and for it to come naturally i think you need to first force it so thanks for that gui uh, honestly it's i think women's sport has a long way to go in general i think we will see we are seeing things change for sure and it's also the responsibility of fans and society as a whole to push women's sport and create this awareness as to firstly this difference should have never existed i think the olympics is also doing a good job in terms of creating equal participation we saw the mixed relays this time at the olympics we saw the highest female participation at the olympics ever i think it was what 45% or 43% something like that of female participation uh, at the olympics which is a significant step because you want women to be at the fore in the biggest event or sports event of them all right so i think the signs are there it firstly should have never reached this point altogether we should have never had all of these things twitter hate needs to also stop towards all these athletes social media hatred where they still pass these chauvinistic comments which are just terrible and shocking to see where in 2022 and nothing seems to change from since when we were small as well but thanks so much gui thanks for sharing all those insights especially about football we all know that you are a massive women's football follower and supporter a massive advocate for it as well so we've also done 
a few episodes on women's football we've actually interviewed female player as well so do check that out we've interviewed india's women's rugby captain as well so that's something that you can check out as well we did all of that over both our seasons so far and we'll be back with many more episodes trying to get more women athletes and female participation onto our podcast as well so stay tuned for all of that until then uh, we'll see you next week take care stay safe and see you soon bye bye if you like this episode make sure to leave a like and share it with anyone else who might be interested you can also subscribe on any social media platform that you prefer and all our links are in the bio We also have a website with all our episodes as well as blogs and a whole lot of other sports content so make sure to check that out as well